Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome everybody to episode 71 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Yes, I am your host for the first time in ages. <laughs> it's Tyler. How's it going? And I got a party for you guys today. Absolute banger. There's four people. <laughs> four are, people other than yourself. That are joining me today. We have our co-host, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Our other co-host, Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And the unpaid intern, I'm Alex. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got, oh, I got my name this time. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, what are you doing? That's exciting. <laughs> I thought you said there were four people here. Yeah, we, there's a special guest for you guys as well. Canucks Access is on the line as well. Hello, hello. How's it going, man? Good to have you back. What a party. Yeah. What a party. Yeah. All right, well, obviously we have tons of Canucks news <laughs> yeah, to get to. Before we jump into all that, uh, we're just going to quickly throw it over for a word from our fake sponsor. Okay. Uh, as all of you listeners know... Uh, our fake sponsor is usually a placeholder for a real sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by the new iPhone 14. Much like JT Miller, it costs too much money and it will need to be replaced soon. The iPhone 14. They just improved the camera again. And you're still going to buy it. (laughs) Yes, yes I am. Because they did this cool little notch thing with the pro models and I want it. Oh, yeah. It's like this thing on the screen. It's neat. You yep. should watch the video. It's, it's very neat. exciting. That's why you buy a new phone. A $12,000 neat. $12,000? Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, no. Let's try like 1400 but still. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess one more thing I'll mention just before we jump to the Canucks news is you might have noticed I introduced our fake sponsor a little differently this week, and that is because we are thrilled to announce for the first time ever... We're a sponsored podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, hit, I hit the wrong thing. God, that's okay. Well, we just lost our sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, however, fun. we are now sponsored officially by Beaver Buzz Energy Drinks. Yeah. So check them out. <laughs> they haven't given us a script yet on what to say. So we, for now, just try a Beaver Buzz. <laughs> And it's, it's good. It's the only thing I'm going to be drinking. I can tell you that right yeah. now. No more twisted teas. That's alcoholic. Beaver Buzz yeah. is not alcoholic. All right. No more water. <laughs> no <laughs> more. <laughs> no more water. Straight Beaver Buzz. He brushes his teeth with Beaver Buzz. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm putting Jeez it right into my taps. <laughs> you want tap water? You get Beaver Buzz. Showering in Beaver Buzz. <laughs> Everyone's going to be buzzing. That's all for right. Sure. But before. <laughs> Before we lose our sponsorship, can we move yeah. on? Okay, right. And the last Thank thing, you to Beaver Buzz. Though. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump to the Canucks news right now. I'm just going to say first, if you would like to uh, reach us for any serious inquiries, like Beaver Buzz probably does now, uh, you can find us at our brand new email at vancouverboyspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube at vancouverboyspodcast. And on Twitter, you can find Tyler and all of his beaver buzz jokes <laughs> at vancouver boys underscore tyler if you post anything on twitter <laughs> you will lose us our sponsorship please immediately. don't do it don't worry i got you <laughs> oh I, I don't like how that sounded 
No. Can we do the Canucks news now? Yes, we can. We can jump into the Canucks yeah. news. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, access. It is no coincidence we had you on this week. JT Miller signs a monster extension with the Canucks. How are you feeling about this, man? Well, um, there's, you know, you're gonna. The I'm. I like. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that is exactly this, like, this is breaking news for him. He's <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What are I, you talking I about? Was, I was just gonna say when Jake Jake was the first one to send me this, or no, it was Tyler. Tyler, you sent it in the group chat yeah. that yeah. Miller got the extension. That was exactly what I sounded like. I was like, I do yeah. I who the J, he what? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, now that yeah. you've had a chance to think about it, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on this extension? Well, at, at first, I was actually shocked because I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought he I thought he was gone. I was more into giving him a four- or five-year deal I would have liked better because that's no – maybe, maybe, you know, Vancouver fans like to uh, start with the negatives – with everything right so maybe like everyone knows how important he is to the team right now and how much losing him would hurt in the short term because if what happens next year if jt miller is traded for a package of futures what what does you know does it i don't know if any of you remember petterson uh Last year or something, there was just like he said something about I want to win now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember him saying that. Mm-hmm. Right. So with a guy like that one, Pedersen, or a Hughes who is up soon, or a Demko, you can't. They all want to win now, even maybe when they shouldn't. So signing Miller to this deal helps them try to win now that's, instead that's of very true. Yeah. And it at least shows those other players that you're trying to win now. It's not a, oh, we're pushing to win in the future. We're signing this, this guy to a big deal. Like we're, we're going to go for it now and, and hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was surprised too. I mean, like everyone, we were hearing all the trade rumors, packages that other teams were allegedly putting together. Like it it seemed like trading him almost might've been the, more logical thing to do just because oh, yeah. the, the one place where it, it feels weird saying this, where the Canucks are really solid right now is their top nine. They they have an insane top nine compared to anything they've had in the last, I want to say like eight years, right? Yeah. This is the Even best an one insane had. forward group. And yeah. yeah. So it, it, and, but they also might have some of the worst defense I've seen a Canucks oh. team have in my life. So, and yeah. this, and I, this Derek a, Pouliot was a defenseman. I was going to say, we were right. talking about a team that five years ago had Ben Hutton on the top pairing. Don't worry, I got a fix Love for that, that later. Yeah, if it weren't for the mumps. Yeah, okay, <laughs> let's... <laughs> remember that one, Canucks fans? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that was Corey Perry's fault. Just throwing that out there. What? Yeah, he gave everyone the mumps. Corey Perry, he's not... When did he sleep How, with a Canuck? Yeah, what, <laughs> yeah. In the hot tub in the Canucks locker room. Yeah, right. like, after the game, he came over. He's like, "All right, boys, we start sharing beers." Like, absolutely. Yeah, if there's one player who didn't do that, it's Corey Perry. <laughs> yeah, Canucks legend. <laughs> anyway, the point that I was trying to make before we got on to Corey Perry giving the Canucks mumps 
was that it almost seemed like we had too many forwards, not enough defense. And with the yeah. extension looming, it seemed like the obvious answer was just to trade Myers and acquire uh, Miller. Uh, or sorry, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I want to trade him so bad. I'm just going to keep trying to sneak it into other yeah. conversations. Yeah. But no, yeah, it seemed like the obvious thing to do was to trade Miller and try to bring a defenseman back. Yeah. Hey, if Myers would go with him, I'd take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you get my point, though. It, it was yeah. definitely surprising to a lot of Canucks fans. I don't know. I think Pod Colson's the only reason we're bringing in all these players. What? People want to play with him, man. Yeah. yeah, did you see what Miller was saying <laughs> oh, about Pods? Freaking Mikheyev probably came because of Pods, and Kuzmenko came because Mikheyev and probably Pods. Yeah. yeah. Kuzmenko Pod. talked to Pods before he came over here. Yeah, Pods, yeah. Is, Pods is our team, and it's crazy. <laughs> and, no, and, That's the title of the episode, Pods <laughs> is our team. And, and so is Thank Miller. You. Like the, the thing I love about signing Miller is Miller is – the captain of this team. He doesn't have the C, but he's the vocal captain of this team. Everyone he's, he's looks the leader up to him. in the room. He's yeah. the, the on ice yeah. leader. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And and you can see all his frustration and you can see every play. Like he's dropping F bombs. He's yeah, he giving it to his, his teammates, like and everyone respects that. Mm-hmm. Bo might be the captain. I don't know if everyone respects that. Everyone that's that's going a little bit over the top, man. Bo might be your actual captain, but I think Miller is your team captain. Miller and, sets the bar. Yeah. And and there's something to be said about like he's a feared and respected leader, right? That is a rare thing to find in the hockey world now. And Bo Horvat, even though he is the leader of mm-hmm. the team, he's more or less the leader of the franchise because that that title was bestowed to him by the franchise. Whereas like Miller's kind of earned the the leadership role. And I think it's it's an amazing thing they're bringing him back for that fact alone. Like Alex yeah. was just saying, sorry, like the intern was just saying. <laughs> He's got his name twice. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, you know, Stroking he, me off. <laughs> he sets the bar, right? He, he, he shows everyone what this team is going to be, and, and he expects everyone to play to the level that he is going to play at, and I, I respect the hell out of him for that. And like Tyler was saying about Pod Colson, you know, he looks, Pod Colson looks at him as a leader, and JT Miller looks at Pod Colson as being a future leader. And so I think it's so cool. Yeah. That that dynamic yeah. is already growing, and that we're moving into a space in the future where you're going to have uh, a, a seriously strong handing of the torch from JT Miller and Bo Horvat off to Pod Colson and maybe Patterson, and, and kind of see them grow into their primes as these guys are coming out of it. And that time, when we get there, you're going to see a scary hockey team. Future Canucks captain, a silly podcast. Oh that would be something. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'm glad you guys brought up the Bo Horvat conversation because this is a guy whose contract did end at the same time as JT Miller's. They're both locked up for this season and that's it. And this has a lot of fans really concerned about what this means for Bo Horvat because now that we've spent all this money on JT Miller, it really limits us for next year. So Access, I was going to ask you, what is your take on that? Do you think they have a plan? I think listening to Rutherford's comments, it sounds like they do have a plan. But again, I um, they have what I looked at. I think fourteen million for next season to yeah. re-sign Horvat, Kuzmenko, Hoaglander, and there's a couple more I think in there. And Dermot, Travis Dermot. If you're gonna, I think they can bring back Horvat, but you're that's you know squeezes the money from Hoaglander, Kuzmenko, Dermot. Like, what if Kuzmenko? breaks out next season. Yeah, he's you getting 40. He's getting 40. Yeah. He's not he getting 40. 40 
We're yeah. trading him at the trade deadline. Oh, they, they, don't listen to these guys. <laughs> He's not scoring 40 goals in the NHL in his first season. It's not happening. Bet. I don't want to make bets with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, because you lose. I know, but I'm not, I wouldn't lose this one, but I'm not betting anyway. Anyway, uh, well, a player that I really want to keep, but I feel like more and more seems like the one that's probably going to go is Connor Garland. He's making yeah, ju- just yeah, over five mil. I think it's a really good contract, and he's a really good player. But I also think that that's why he's going to be the one to go. Is he's the only somewhat expendable player we have that has value, right? I was going to say Hoglander. Yeah. But he's cheap right now. That's the thing. And I Boudreau think Boudreau doesn't yeah. like him. But like, yeah, that's the thing. That's he's true. not getting good playing time, and the coaches come out and said that he doesn't think that he should be on the NHL roster. A nice he he ends at the end of this season. A nice little trade deadline acquisition. Don't worry, in our in our trade proposal from Jake and I, the Hoglander's gone. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, what Tyler, trade proposal? Tyler and I have been working on a trade. We've been something cooking. Yep. Is Columbus a part of it? Nope. <laughs> Rinsky and Lock- No, no, we're not doing this bit again. No. <laughs> no. Different teams, don't worry. Okay. Do All we right. get to hear this elusive trade that you guys have made? I'll let I'll let today's host dive into it. Oh. Oh God. <clears throat> All right, so you guys have all heard about the Patrick Kane. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this, wow. I'm oh, so man. upset already. Okay, oh, <laughs> just think, Patrick Kane in Vancouver would be a menace. The Roxy would be bumping. Okay, <laughs> yeah, in the wrong way. Imagine what he would do for the culture. <laughs> it's a publicity stunt. Yeah, the cab drivers would be bumping off right. the window on the inside of their taxi. The reason I like this is because imagine Patrick Kane and PK Subban. No! Oh, oh my god. god! Oh my god! Wow. The amount of content. We have an educated guest on this podcast like once a year maximum, and this is what you guys throw out. Access. What do you think about PK Subban? No. Coming to the Canucks. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I, agree. I agree with you there. Wait. Oh, did you say you agree? No, 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 in the sense that no. Yeah. Okay. Did you yeah, hear how yeah, panicked yeah. he was when he said no? Yeah, I don't get why. Yeah. <laughs> I get Canucks, why. What do the Canucks need? Defense. Not PK Subban. He can't play defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does. He's the he's not the best, but yeah, he's, he's not pretty the damn best. Yeah, he's good. barely in the NHL. That's well, okay. right now he's not even signed. Yeah, yeah. he's not in the NHL. There's a reason working out a contract. Yeah. No, they're not. The yeah. season starts in two weeks. No one the, wants him. He's going to be the Roxy spokesperson. Oh. That's part of the contract. Okay, <laughs> can we... Okay, sorry. That's just too chaotic. <laughs> okay, so I can't Patrick believe Kane. I'm saying this. Can we yeah, get okay, back so to your to normal Patrick conversation Kane. with Patrick Kane? <laughs> okay, so think about it, right? You just signed JT Miller, okay? Yeah. Fantastic centerman. He, he needs wingers, though, right? You just um, bring American born. You bring, uh, he's an American. Yeah, he's got right? all the Russian wingers he could ask for. Right. So he's got yeah, he's but, got Mikheyev. Yeah, we have too many wingers. But now, fits in perfectly. Now you have now you have the Russians and the Americans working together. You, you, you can call That's them, never happened before. You exactly. Call, you can call the line "Miracle on Ice." All right. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and honestly, all you got to do is ship out Hoglander, Besser, Besser. What? Oh wow! Pearson and a second. <laughs> that is the okay. Patrick Kane's a rental. That that's a trade that literally doesn't work for either team. Yeah. 
It works great for us. Yeah, no, it doesn't because we lose <laughs> Besser, a Hoaglander, and a second. Yeah, but we also lose Pearson. Yeah. I didn't say the whole thing was bad. <laughs> and I just, we get Patrick Kane. Yeah. Miller That's and, completely unrealistic. Miller, Kane. Yeah, well, let's, let's hear what Access has to say about it. Kane cannot play defense. We don't need defense. And neither can JT Miller. We don't need... We're not bringing in Patrick Kane to play defense. Yeah. We have goaltending. That's it. That's all yeah. we need. Oh, as long as Demko's in net, who needs defensemen? Anyway? We have Demko and 23 forwards. Exactly. 23-24. Yeah. Who cares, right? Oh, man. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Let's get back to the news. Yeah, probably a good idea. Um. Yeah, the JT Miller contract. I'm sorry that this is just most of the news this week is yeah. just JT Miller. Well, but it's a big deal. To, to me, what it really shows that the franchise is doing is, I know we talked about win now, but I want to be more specific. To me, this shows they want to win in the next, like, three years. Patrick Kane. Yeah. Like, to, to me, by signing <laughs> yeah. this contract, the, again, I, I know you said you access that you wanted to have him at, like, a four- or five-year contract. Yeah. And as much as I like that idea, too... That's when you have him asking for like ten million, yeah. and not yeah. what he ended up. Getting. We're not getting that price tag for him uh, at five years. And you've seen with uh, the contracts that have been signed recently for good players that are a little bit older, they're getting more years with less average salary. That's just how it is. It's going to turn into a buyout. That's just how contracts are now. Yeah, yeah. I think that Cadre contract really helped the Canucks because they kind of based. Miller's contract off of, of what he signed. He signed well, a long-term can, yeah. deal in Calgary yeah. for a little bit less money. But you could also argue that screwed the Canucks because yeah, he's overpaid yeah, too. He yeah, but yeah. I don't think Miller's overpaid. You think Kadri's yeah. overpaid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I okay, I think both of them are making the right amount of money, but I think they're making it for way too long. I think yeah. also, oh, well, yeah. I think also Kadri did what he did last year on the team that won the Cup, right? Like he was on the... Best team, yeah, right? and, and he's and only done it for one year. Exactly, like he right. was like a sick what sixty points max before last year. Yeah, and 100%. then he went off, right? Yeah. Whereas like JT yeah. Miller did it on the Canucks, dude. I could drop ninety points playing for the Avalanche. Are you kidding me? Right? Throw me on the first line. Me and me and Kale McCarr. You get the Carn Smythe too. You take it right out of <laughs> right out of McCarr's hands. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be winning the Norris, the Rocket, everything. Well, anyway, the, the timeline for me is kind of crazy because they obviously signed him to term knowing that the end of that contract with JT Miller, it, it's not going to be good. It's going to be tough, no. but it's showing to me that they don't care about five, six years from now. They care about the next like three, four years maximum. And I'm, I'm almost worried that they're making their push too early, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, uh, I didn't watch as much of the management before Benning, but didn't, isn't that a theme with, I've seen with Gillis pushed in too early, Benning pushed in too early. And now again. Yeah. It, it does feel like, uh, feels like I've read this book before. Mm. Yeah. I, I know how this one goes. I don't but, know how to read. I said earlier about how Pedersen, all these young players that we have, they want to win now. Yeah. And that doesn't mean they're capable of it. No, but like yeah. if you're not signing Miller and you're not showing that you're trying to make a push, you're going to lose the players that you already have. So it's rather, would you rather have less of a chance and go for the cup or lose all the players that you have right now and restart completely? Yeah, I see what you mean. So 
I, I have a question here that I'd love to pose to you guys. And it, it goes something like this. I believe that JT Miller could have got a much bigger contract on the open market. Yeah. Next oh, season. yeah, 100%. Yeah. So there has to be a reason why he decided to not only sign in Vancouver, but sign in Vancouver now. What is that? A silly pod Colson. He's not the whole team, man. <laughs> He's the future, though. I, I think, to me, JT Miller saw an opportunity where he does know that this team can be competitive in the next few years. And that's why I wouldn't necessarily call it taking a discount because most free agents at this point are overpaid, right? Yeah. I think the reason why he took the contract he took with Vancouver is because he knows in his head any team willing to give him $10 million for seven years or eight years or whatever he could have gotten out there, that team's not going to win the cup because they're too busy paying an old JT Miller $10 million. They're not going to have the money to build a team around him. I think this was his happy medium where he got paid quite a bit and still has the best chance at success. It, it comes down to the age-old question of if players want to get paid or if they want to win. And that's the hardest thing to understand about free agents is are they going to take the money and go somewhere where they're just going to get paid a crap ton and probably put up some decent points but not go anywhere in the playoffs or take a little bit of a discount and go to a team where they have a chance to win a cup. Well, look at Gaudreau. Gaudreau and Miller are two pretty good examples right there. Gaudreau mm -hmm. took more money. Actually, that's a lie. He technically yeah. took less money <laughs> <laughs> to leave Calgary, but I mean, who, who would want to stay there? I, I got I even got the hell out of there. <laughs> That's right, you did. Yeah. Um, but he still took a pretty good pay chunk check to go to a place like Columbus. That's yeah, not they're okay, win. but they're not going to win. Yeah, might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Their claim to fame was sweeping Tampa, like yeah. which was pretty cool. Yeah, they yeah. were tied mm -hmm. for the best record in the league. Uh, that's true. But then they lost all of their players that off season. That was when they had Panarin and Bobrovsky, and they literally left right after. And Matt Duchesne. Yeah, yeah no one cares yeah, about Matt cares Duchesne. About Duchesne. <laughs> uh, I hate being on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have started it then. <laughs> so, Access, which Canucks player are you looking most forward to this year? Vasily Pod Colson. Yes! Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I get the logic, but I still don't like that this backs up your argument that he's the whole team. <laughs> I think everyone is, though. And, like, if anyone says different, they're just crazy. I mean, he was a 10th overall pick. He had a great season last year. He's he, There's so much hype around him, you know. They're surrounding him with players that are going to make him better. Of course it's going to be this guy, right? And Boudreaux loves him. It, it's like every ingredient is here for the perfect recipe this season to get that kid to, to being where we all want and think he can be. Him and Kuzmenko are going to be super exciting. Yeah, I agree. And, I like... Pod Colson didn't have the points last year, but you could no. even tell just he from watching him play. More. Like, just the way he played. Like, you can tell he's going to be a good hockey player. And you yeah. got to imagine, like, they're probably going to be on, like, the second power play unit. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, like, They're going to form They'll some nice chemistry. Units too. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. they could. Last year, what, Brad Hunt was on the second unit? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hey, don't yeah. slander a local boy like that. <laughs> yeah. Certified local boy. Exactly. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm kind of glad you guys brought up who Pod Colson is going to play with because access. I wanted to, You guys brought up all your Pod Colson stuff. Now I want to do mine. Okay. I have an idea. Oh, God. I have a dream. All right, cut it. 
No. Wierenski? No, Jake, <laughs> shut up about the freaking Columbus train. I have an idea where we have a line of Mikheyev, Podkolzin, and Kuzmenko. Yeah. Access, do you think that line would have success at the NHL level? Well, who takes the face-off? I, I don't know yet. Do we know if Kuzmenko <laughs> can take face-offs? No, he, he's a winger. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean that. he's bad at face-offs. Uh, well. Okay, okay, well, they lose all the face-offs, but then yeah. they recover the puck, and they take who, it up the ice. So who plays center? I would say probably Pods. I would almost put Mikheyev yeah. out there. He's a fast. I would say Mikheyev. Mikhe- yeah. Mikheyev's fast, but it's nice to have a speedy winger. Kind of pulls everyone up the side, you know? This is getting Which ridiculous. Which Todd Coleman could be, no? Yeah, I mean, it, it could go either way. But the yeah. the point of the question boils down to, would you like to see that line implemented? Or at the very least, maybe those three used together on, say, a second power play unit? I think I think it has, because Kuzmenko, I'm pretty sure, is a really good passer. Todd Colson is, like, is a good shooter. And Mikheyev brings the dis- defensive aspects to the game. All three together, like, I, I think that would be a cool storyline, too. Yeah. I agree. I just couldn't see the three of them on the power to play together because I just yeah. don't see Mikheyev as your typical kind of power play guy. Maybe maybe yeah. a net front type guy, but like because he can't shoot. He he's no. not he's not a scorer. he's not a finisher. zero he's finish. A, he's a dump and chase kind of guy. Yeah, which I think he would fit absolutely perfectly on a line with Miller and, and Patrick Kane. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Actually, Miller and Patrick Kane, absolutely. But Miller with Besser, yeah. and and Mikheyev, I feel like that could be a dangerous. I line. think Mikheyev and Besser need to play together. Yeah, Why? They, because they, Besser can't skate, and all Mikheyev yeah. can do is skate? All he can do is skate. Besser can't skate. And then you get Miller in the middle doing just whatever. JT Miller things? Yeah, just JT yeah, Miller things. Defense. And then, then <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what, no, that's what Mikheyev's out there no for. still no defense. That's yeah. what Mikheyev's no. out there for. Again, this team has 24 forwards. <laughs> yeah, well, who do you guys think is our best defensive forward right now? Patterson, one healthy. Really? Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, he's got a point there. He's yeah. really good two-way. Yeah, really good. Dakota Joshua. <laughs> what? Oh, the, the Toronto Argonauts punter. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's our fourth liner, right? Sure he he's can't even skate. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know how that reminded me. Uh, Justin Bailey just got signed to a PTO with Edmonton. I thought it was Calgary. Yeah. No, it was Edmonton. Edmonton? Yeah. Do you know who else Edmonton has their eye on? <laughs> I don't want you to say it out loud, but Jake yes, I for do. No. Okay. I actually thought you were going to say Patrick I Kane, but Patrick could Kane. you imagine yeah. adding Kane and Vertanen in the same offseason? Dude, what if you had to a, a team line? that already has Evander yeah, Kane? Yeah, have a line of Kane, Kane, and Vertanen. Yikes. Uh, this brings us to one thing I want to make sure we get out of the way. Uh, Access, we posted on our Instagram story a little thing called the Inbox. And that's where every yeah. week we get some questions from our listeners. And we try to read two or three of them at least out every week on the podcast. And so this week we did a special edition of the Inbox where we told our listeners that we would make sure that we asked you some of their questions. Usually we do this at the end of the show, but we're going to put this right at the beginning to make sure everyone gets heard and you get to hear as many of these as we have time for. We'll do pr- probably two or three here. Um yeah. 
But first, we need to take a double front oh, back. We always try to come up with an interesting dive that we do into you the inbox. Like access this, choose. But this is like a yeah. different inbox because it's at the beginning. Okay, exactly. All right. We're already in the inbox. Yeah. We are. We are just milling around, lounging <laughs> scuba diving in the inbox. Okay. I don't know if you could hear that or not. No, we played can't. a splash sound effect. It's no, very can't. exciting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, in the inbox, Tyler, why don't you help us out and read, find three questions. All right. Well, it's going to be hard because there's a gajillion. Yes. <laughs> we did get many responses. Oh, hold Let's on. just wait for hold this on. fire truck to drive yeah, by the house. Tyler's first. neighborhood here. <laughs> Sorry, I burnt the neighbor's house down. They found us. <laughs> All right. Twisted Tyler, come out with your hands up. <laughs> Shit. Alrighty. We got a good one here. Out of all the newbies, who do you think will score the first goal? It's like out of all the new Canucks players, yeah. who scores okay. first? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kuzmenko, first game of the season. <laughs> the path oh, to 82. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I can see it. I, I think, I think against what all of you believe, I think he does take the face off. I think he wins it forward, splits <laughs> the D, <laughs> and scores two seconds into game one. Vancouver, let's ride. <laughs> Vancouver, let us ride. Yeah, and what does he call himself? Like Andre Kuzmenka? Yeah, Kuzmenka. Like, <laughs> those videos he was doing are hilarious. Oh, awesome. yeah. Sorry, sorry. did you say you're going to that first game? Yeah. That is Ooh. awesome. Who are they yeah. playing? Edmonton. Yeah. It's in Edmonton. Oh. All right, let's just calm down. All right, it's Edmonton. Road trip to Edmonton. Yeah, it's, it's Edmonton. Okay, actually, Access, sorry, I'm, I'm going to throw a question into the inbox, which we don't usually yeah. do. Um, so it has been kind of documented on your Instagram account that you, you live in Edmonton. You see or around the Edmonton area, and you see a lot of games yeah. there. How did you become a Canucks fan? Yeah, when I was, uh, when I was younger... I went to Vancouver for a business trip with my dad and the, we went to a Whitecaps game and a Canuck game and I sat, we got like some sort of free tickets. Okay. Uh, it was maybe, maybe just around like 2011, 2012 and uh, sat behind, yeah, like the goalie mm-hmm. and Luongo gave me a puck. No kidding. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't go to any game in Edmonton or the Calgary around the area. So my first ever game, I went there. And since then, I've just, since, yeah, since then, just cheered for all the Vancouver teams. Oh, that's for some awesome. Reason. Oh, that's well, pretty cool. Thank you, Luongo. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird chain reaction. Luongo gave us, like, one of the best news accounts on Instagram. Yeah. Does that surprise you? <laughs> Somehow, no. I'm just surprised he's not tweeting it himself. You know, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I wanted to get that out there, but that's a really cool yeah. story, actually. That's like yeah. And then I and then I met him later. I think I said that too again at a got his stick. Oh, and, that's uh, wicked. Yeah, yeah. So damn, what a collection yeah. you've got, man. I don't yeah. have that. <laughs> okay, I got uh, I got a two part question here for you. Yeah. The first one is: Could Vancouver trade Horvat? For a right-handed D-man at some point this season, and the second part is the only thing holding the Canucks back. Un- is a number one right-handed defenseman. Oh. 
Uh, okay, to the Horvat, I don't think they'll trade him, but I mean, it would it would make sense to see one of Horvat, Garland, or Besser be shipped out for right shot D. Yeah. So, but I, I really don't think they'll trade the captain. Everything that they've said is that they want to keep him and they're going to keep him. All right, fair enough. What was the next question? The next one was, is the only thing holding the Canucks back a right shot defenseman? Well, I would say there's a couple of pieces on the, well, a, a piece on the defense that's holding them back <laughs> as one. That's one. Just so you got to get rid of that. Yeah. He just so happens just, to play on the right yeah. side. Yeah. just so happens yes. to be six foot nine. <laughs> yeah, Luke Shen just isn't pulling his weight. <laughs> Yeah. I'm kidding. It's, he surprisingly is. He's yeah. pulling more than his weight. Yeah. He's our freaking best defenseman. Yeah. Well, let's just slow one. down. He's <laughs> he's a good partner for Quinn Hughes. Yeah. Um and then cuz you have Hughes, Shen, and Ekman. Ah, uh, I would say Shen and Ekman Larson who can play defense good, like decently. Yeah, yeah. Hughes is almost there. He had like spurts last season. He did show that he's getting better. But other than that, tra- I thought Travis Dermott was not bad. So that's another guy. But I would say they would need two or three actual good defensemen, not just one that's right. holding them back. Fair enough. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. D- Dermott will be interesting to watch because right now we've only seen him play part of a season for Vancouver, but he's very much an experiment at this point. So I think yeah. this next season is going to tell us a lot about what we're getting with him. I have a question for Access. Yeah. Uh, kind of a response question. You said that uh, they should probably trade between Horvat, Besser, and uh, Garland, right? Yeah. From a fan's perspective, who would you like to see them trade out of those three? Who would I... Well, I'd want to keep all three of them. Like, if you had to choose. If I had to choose, probably Garland. Yeah. Because he's only been here for a season. I love Garland, and I think he's underrated, and he had, what, 45 even strength points last year? Mm -hmm. Which is pretty crazy for the time he got. I would say probably, yeah, Garland's the most. I still think Besser has 40 goal potential. So does Kuzmenko. <laughs> Would yeah. you stop with this? But yeah. the, the big thing for me that's holding back trading Besser is that a pure goal scorer is a hard kind of player to find. And when you yeah. find one, you really got to hang on to them. Mm. So my thing is, if you can find someone that can replace his role that's already in your organization, then he becomes expendable. But until that time comes, you can't trade him. So if no. if, if at the end of the year, Kuzmenko's outscoring <laughs> Besser, then he's, then he's expendable. Then he's easily tradable. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like and then use that money to bring back Kuzmenko. Exactly. And trade oh, Besser yeah. for yeah. a defenseman. A D. Yeah. And sign Petrangelo. <laughs> no, I was, oh. I was, Shea Theodore. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm thinking Nils Lundqvist. Maybe. Yeah. Well, the Nils Lundqvist yeah. boat may have kind of sailed. I mean, the, the whole idea there was there was a package involving him rumored for JT Miller, yeah. who I don't think is going to be traded anytime soon. Yeah. No. Um, Jake, is that guy's... Is it Ammon? I think it's Almond. Almond? Okay. Um, yeah. All right. I got one more question here for you. Out of yeah. the three Swedish players that the Canucks signed this offseason, Niels, Almond, Philip Johansson, and Linus Carlson, do you think any of them make the team? And if so, who? 
no, I don't see any of them making uh, the team. But probably out of those three, the best chance to make it would be like most realistic chance would be probably Carlson. Yeah. With seeing what he did in the SHL. And the other two are kind of more projects. Like Carlson could be, a, maybe could be best you know case scenario. He's the third line center of the future. Yeah. I mean, the only problem with Vancouver right now is they have so much talent up front that is NHL ready that it's, it's hard yeah. to bring in these other players now that you've, Brought yeah. Ilya Mikheyev over and Andre Kuzmenko. Curtis Lazar. Curtis mm-hmm. Lazar. Yeah. Dakota Joshua. Yeah. And our, our Will bo- Lockwood might not make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Our, our bottom six is actually pretty filled up. Yeah. But yeah. Dickinson's still there. I honestly think, though, that this is the best thing for Linus Carlson, is that he's mo- more than likely just going to end up in the AHL next year. Yeah. And I think that's perfect because there was always. Unlike this... top two lines. Yeah, exactly. There was always this big debate with Hoaglander, right, about if we developed him properly, if we brought him in too soon because we were panicking. And to me, Carlson is not quite as good as Hoaglander was. You know, he's still really good, but I think this is perfect, is the team is a bit fuller now. Carlson maybe isn't good enough to make it, so he's going to get lots of ice time and the development he deserves to get in the AHL. And I think that will give him the highest possible ceiling when he does hit his prime at the NHL level. I, I think this is as much as yeah. a lot of fans are going to want to see him. And who knows, maybe with injuries, maybe we do see him for a game or two in the NHL. But I think that this is the best thing that could have happened for uh, Linus Carlson, who I, I haven't gotten to talk about much, but I am super excited for. I think he's going to be yeah. a really fun player to watch. Well, out of those three players, I think Carlson definitely gets the most screen time by the media. And so what I'm really curious to hear about, because obviously Access is very intelligent when it comes to the Canucks prospects and future and all that, is these two guys, Nils Amon and Philip Johansson. You know, we don't really know that much about them. And so I'm curious, what do you know about them, about these players that you think that Canucks fans should know about? You know, what should their expectations be for these players? Um, should they be high? Should they be low? Should they be looked at pieces we can move? What can we expect to get for them? You know, just give us a little bit of an insight onto what the Canucks have in these players. Obviously, everyone knows Philip Johansson is, was a first-round pick. Exactly. That, every, you know, some people might see that and be like, oh, wow, Canucks got a steal. Like, that's, wow, how do we get him for free? He was not a first-round pick when he was drafted. And he, he, he hasn't shown any capabilities of living up to that first round pick potential, or even like, don't want to sound negative, but even a top in the, like in the top three rounds, he has good upside with his defensive play that he has shown that he could, cause he, that he could turn into maybe a bottom pair defense defenseman. And with what the Canucks have on defense in their organization right now, you know, that's why he was signed because they don't have enough guys who can challenge for the third pair defense spot and a guy who can force, you know, like a, like a Troy Stetcher. Okay. When he came into the league, no one saw that coming. He came out of nowhere and it was very good. I thought in this first season, another guy, Ben Hutton, (laughs) He, he, was, he, he was okay when he was here. Season. Yeah, in his first season. But after that, he well, who did he play with? Good Branson or whatever? And <laughs> yeah. that was 
that well, was yeah. I was going to say what, one thing I, I got to be honest I I always felt a little bit bad for Ben Hutton is I think he could have developed into a better player but yeah. when he wasn't ready for it yet there was that season I think it might have been the season that we had the, wait is that how this came up before with the mumps thing how was yeah. it talking about Hutton that that's why yeah. that came up yeah and yeah. Corey Perry gave it to the Canucks yeah okay <laughs> we're not getting into that but my point is he was playing top minutes that he wasn't ready for, right? He was playing no. against other teams' best players and was, for whatever reason, being expected to perform and do it. Yeah. And he wasn't ready for it. And so I, I think it's too bad. I think he could have turned into a really good middle pairing, maybe even bottom pairing defenseman. But yeah. because his development was kind of shot, he ended up not really becoming much. Personally, I don't. I just don't think he cared enough. Ben Hutton? Yeah, I Compared to like other guys off seasons and and what he was doing, he was always coming in out of shape. He was yeah, a little bit, yeah. He he didn't have the drive that some of the other players had. He he had lots of skill. His stick skill was good, but he just didn't have the drive, in my opinion. He also had Eric Goodbranson as a D partner. Yeah. Hey, Columbus just signed him to a big deal, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, that's a <laughs> oh, genius wow. idea. Yeah. Branson and Warinsky first line D pairing right and there. And then they had to trade Bjorkstrand because of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a weird team summer that they had. Yeah. Brought in maybe yeah. the biggest fish free agent we've seen in a few years. And then also bring in Good Branson. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. What, yeah they, what, they made arguably the best signing of the offseason and the worst. Yeah. yeah. So this this Nils Amon, the other guy that we were kind of talking about a little bit. Um, do you have any insight about him to give kind of give Canucks fans a little bit more of an idea what he's going to be like in the future? Yeah. So with like Amon, I would say he's a big, bigger size, about six two maybe center, who's shown you know capabilities of being quite you know good in the defensive zone. So that's with. I know you're, you know, as a forward, obviously your job, main job is not defense, but with the Canucks having, let's say a guy like JT Miller who Mm -hmm. can't play defense and the positive, like with the Canucks or whole organization, they need guys to come out of nowhere and surprise, even on forward, even as a, if you trade Jason Dickinson, you just have Curtis Lazar, who's a really fourth, you know, a player that can play on the fourth line Mm -hmm. and, you know, internal comp, a competition is always great, always good. Yeah, no. So sure. with a guy like Amon, who maybe doesn't have the greatest shot as a, I think, sixth round pick, but it it could turn into something as a fourth line center. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Again, those are players that you don't really hear about too much, yeah. right? So it's good to it's nice to actually talk with someone who knows what they're talking about, <laughs> yeah, right. you know? Unlike us, where we know <laughs> yeah, no idea yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. Do we really more? just have him on here so we can go, hey, what what do you think about stuff? Because we don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm doing a hockey podcast wearing a Broncos jersey, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little confused. <laughs> where am I? Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, the intern thinks that the Canucks just signed the Argonauts punter, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, based on the guy that Tyler said, never heard of him. <laughs> well, I think that's about all the time that we have. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a blast. We always get some great insight. Yep. Uh, lots of lots of Canucks talk. It's nice to hear from someone other than Marcus about the Canucks. So. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Have, I'm right about everything. Somebody who actually what? knows about the Canucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Someone, <laughs> someone who... Wait, wait, do you think 
Quinn Hughes is better than Kale McCarr. Did we lose him? No, he's still there. Oh, I think he's, he's, he's just shocked. Shocked. <laughs> And I never said Hughes was better. I said, I, what I said, what I said was that McCarr is overrated because he plays on a better team, and Hughes is underrated because he plays on a terrible team. I did not say that Hughes was better. I said that they are closer than I think people realize. He's just telling them. Maybe in that. his rookie season. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. All right. There we go. Anyway, I'm right about everything else. Point proven. <laughs> <laughs> so now we really appreciate you coming on. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks yeah. very much, pal. Yeah, thanks, good to pal. talk to you. Yeah, always good yeah. to talk to a fellow Canucks fan. Not enough, not enough of us around, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that about wraps us up for uh, the first half of the podcast. Here we got a lot, a lot more Canucks news. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. <laughs> uh, we got a lot more NHL news after the break. We have to talk about the Sens after yeah. the break. Oh, exactly. yeah. yeah, we actually do. I know. Yeah. Not for a good reason. No. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get into all that right after another word from our fake sponsor and, and our, our real sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by the new iPhone 14. Much like JT Miller, it costs too much and will need to be replaced soon. The iPhone 14. They just improved the camera again. And by Beaver Buzz Energy Drinks. Thank you for sponsoring us, Beaver Buzz Energy Drinks. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a 6x6. Six six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back, everybody, from break. Now, finally, time to get into some NHL news. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. 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 <laughs> finally. Are or, you all right over there, man? <laughs> or, or should we talk... Or, or should we talk football? I mean, oh, ooh, football. I think that depends on how goofy. <laughs> I don't know oh, how to. Man. I don't know how to do a this. Rough one. segue. <laughs> what a goof! Nah, sorry, I, I, I dropped the ball on that one, which was pretty goofy of me. What a goof! Oh, he just crossed oh. his arms. That's where, where's he the, his arms where, where's the good. what a recovery button? That was fantastic. We don't way have to, one of those. Way for to go, reason. me. That's right. Welcome to my segment. This is the part of the show called The Biggest Goof of the Week. This is the part of the show where I go and I find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I find a story about it and I bring it up with the guys and we have a chat about it. And this week, the intern's here to talk about it too. Anyway, so this week, we are going to turn our attention to the world of boxing because there's a pretty wacky story coming out of the world of boxing. Is it Jake Paul? Jake Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I is, don't follow this at all, but I knew it was him. Is taking on MMA, probably one of the best mixed martial artists of all time, Anderson Silva, in a boxing match on, I believe, October 29th. Pretty wacky story here as Anderson, Silver's, Anderson Silva is not a boxer and Jake Paul is an influencer. Yet somehow these two are going to meet in the ring next month. Okay. 
I've seen a couple of Jake Paul's fights and not a lot of boxing fights. He does seem like a pretty decent boxer. He he can box. Yeah. Jake Jake Paul can box. And I will Anderson give him Silva, that. even when he was in the UFC, he was not known for his punches. He was no. known for his takedowns. Is uh jujitsu? Yeah. Or mm. Brazilian whatever. No, it was Muay Thai. Muay Thai. And whatever on it the is. ground. He was known to be on the ground. He's going to get absolutely whooped by Jake Paul. Yeah, this is gonna be a massacre. And I don't know. Jake Paul needs to fight an actual boxer. Yeah. Like Dana White, come on, send him somebody. Like this this is not fun. Yeah, why doesn't that actually happen? like I know Jake Paul's kind of gotten famous for like calling guys out and whatever, but like why does no one ever call him out? Like any actual boxers. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What went wrong? Well, he never answered. Oh, okay. I think people are genuinely nervous to fight him because every time somebody fights him and they lose, their career's over. They just turn into a meme. Okay, I see. Tyrone Woodley was like a respected UFC fighter. Not anymore. And then he got knocked out by Jake Paul, and now that's all anybody knows him for. Yeah, but didn't didn't Fifty Cent say he would give anyone ten mil if they actually fought him? <laughs> so like, Fifty Cent also said that he'd donate five hundred thousand dollars to charity if Floyd Mayweather read yeah. a Cat in the Hat or pays for the Harry Potter book. Yeah, but he I didn't. Don't think, I wouldn't take Fifty Cent's word for it. Oh no, no, I don't think it was Fifty Cent. Sorry, I think it was Rick Ross. Oh okay, well, no, but Rick but Ross. either way, it was somebody along that line, and I was like, Yo, come on, Jake, where you at? Yeah. <laughs> I take 10 the, mil the boys need a new studio. I will gladly <laughs> go in there and knock Jake Paul around or a little bit. Get knocked out. I don't uh, know. Other than the lack of equipment, microphones, any means to record a podcast, this is a pretty good studio. It's true, but I would rather us have $10 million for me to smack him around. Okay, well, look, I need to give you guys a little bit more context for this uh, fight because you're actually both misinformed. Anderson Silva does have a boxing record. He had two boxing fights last year against Julio Chavez and Tito Ortiz. Two pretty okay boxers. One of which he knocked out and the other one uh, he won in a split decision. Um, so, really? Yeah. So Anderson Silva, and also one thing that you may be misinformed on, is that he was actually really well respected in the MMA for having knockout power. So one big thing, one big part of his... His fighting game was his his punches. He 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 had decent punches. So um, people are looking at this fight in the media at least a little bit more legit than like the Ben Askren or the uh, what was the other guy you mentioned? Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, Tyrone Woodley. Right. This one started Nate Robinson. Oh yeah, Nate <laughs> oh, Robinson. My God. Was was he the guy that got fucking? He's like the clocked? three foot tall basketball yeah. player. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. So those are all joke fights, but like I think people are looking at this one as this might be legit. Well, it'll be legit when I see him fight Canelo. Okay, well, fuck. <laughs> Jake Paul against isn't, Canelo. Isn't that the producer of Spitting Chicklets? <laughs> no. No, that's Grinelli. That's, Mike, oh. that's Mikey Grinelli. That's the same fucking We talked to him. <laughs> no. Canelo, Canelo is one of the best boxers in the game yeah. right now. Oh, is he? You put him up against Jake Paul and you want to see a fight? He, he's technically like... Oh, Canelo would smoke Jake yeah, Paul. Canelo's technically sound. Like, he's... He's so patient. He he knows when to strike. He's he's unreal. Well, anyway, there you go. There's your big scoop of the week. Jake Paul for the first time on the show, but definitely not the first Pretty time. Pretty surprising the, the first time. Yeah, no, he's never that been is the big scoop of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he keeps winning his fights. Yeah, that's yeah. true. When he loses, then he'll be the biggest oh, scoop of the week. When he loses, it, like, yeah. it's never going to end. No. That's true. And hopefully it will be this time. So tune in. I think October 29th. 
I think that's that's the fight. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be watching. Yeah, the Vancouver boys will pay per view it. So uh, swing by <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll stream it for you. Tune into our Twitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so f- just for the sake of any new listeners out there, do you think we should divert this back to hockey because this is a hockey podcast? And I, I don't know. That's up to the host. It is up to the host. Well, I do like to smack the puck around here and there. So. Great. Right. Do you now? <laughs> Great segue let's, as always. <laughs> Says the now, the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He likes to drain buckets. Yeah. No, what did he fucking say? That, that was Marcus. Yeah, uh, was it drain? No, no, sink. Sink, sink buckets. He likes to sink buckets. I sink buckets. <laughs> this kind of has to do with hockey. Did you guys ever see when uh, Chance the Rapper was on SNL? Oh, yeah. dude, funny as shit. It's let's so do yeah, that. The, the Brady yeah. Shea bit. Yeah, yeah, and he's like can't pronounce his last yeah. name. He's like, what the hell? He's like, this guy's got every yeah, vowel. Yeah, yeah, like this Where are the vowels? <laughs> so funny. Yeah, he yeah. goes, I'm here with, and he turns the guy around. <laughs> yeah. and he goes, okay, we've got a K, an R, a J, a C, and they're all next to each other. Yeah. I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no chance is hilarious. But uh, let, let's bring it back to the NHL. Mm. We, uh, we got some signings to talk about. Yes, we do. And we got a big one here that I know Jake wants to talk about. So let's yep. jump into the Ottawa Senators signing young star Tim Stutzla. To how much money? An eight-year, $66.8 million extension. That's $8.35 million a year for this young kid. Like, how, how do you guys seeing? feel about this? I don't know what they're seeing. That's like, okay, put it this way. That would be... The biggest contract on the Canucks, he would be would the highest. Actually, yeah, because well, yeah, we, yeah. If no, it, it were, would be. if if OEL didn't have any salary retained, then he would have had a bigger contract. But because but he does have yeah. salary retained, yeah, right. Ottawa, it was looking so good. So he, here's my take on it. Tim Stutzla is twenty. He is twenty years old. Mm-hmm. He is signed until the peak of his prime, at eight million. This is going to either be the best contract they've ever signed <laughs> or the worst. Because Tim Stutzla has shown flashes of being a genuine superstar in this league. Oh, for sure. But he's so young and so unproven that this contract could prove to be a bit of a weight and it could derail his career. He could feel the pressure. Um you know, fans could get frustrated and upset, um, and his career could he could turn into Mitch Marner, where it doesn't matter how well he does, he's never going to live up to how the much contract. he's being paid, right? Yeah. And I hate that because I think that Tim Stutzla is a great player, and he's going to be a great player for the rest of his career. Um, but unfortunately, he he's going to be under the weight of this contract. However, there's another uh, perspective I need to to throw at you guys when you think about this contract is the city. He's playing in Ottawa. Ottawa is notoriously a tough place to get free agents to want to come to and an even tougher place to help to, to incentivize players to stay. Right. They're, they're building a good, strong team. And if it means throwing a little bit of extra cash, because, I mean, let's face it, what would have been fair for him? Six million? Seven million maybe? Right? Maybe not for eight years, but at least on a bridge deal. That yeah. probably would have made a lot more sense. Maybe they're thinking, you know what? He's going to have a great season. We don't want to lose him. Let's just give him the money now. So, and and fortunately, they're not really in any cap issues or at least major cap issues right now. So they can afford to be throwing around a little bit of money. Um, 
but yeah, ultimately too much for Stutzla. But who knows? Maybe he comes out and he's a top five player in the NHL and he makes this contract worth it. Yeah, and maybe in, in six years, this could be a very good contract. Exactly. It right. could be. I mean, the cap's going up. You're not wrong. It, it could be great. But in six years, this could also be a terrible contract. That's what I mean. Like, you could... who What I compare this contract to is Jack Hughes. Everybody, when he signed that, was this was way too much money. Yeah. Uh, the salary's too high. You haven't seen anything. And now you look at Jack Hughes getting paid $8 million, People are saying that's a steal of a price. Well, yeah. Well, like, it, I, think, it, I think it, it could develop into a steal. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a steal yet, but it, it's looking like it could become one. I mean, I don't watch a lot of Ottawa games, but it just, I haven't seen anything from Tim Stutzel to make it seem like he'd be worth even close to $8 million. Yeah, it's it for me. It's really just about the potential. I think. Yeah, and and I mean, no, he he does have. He definitely has parts of his game. His shot accuracy is nuts. I mean, th- this kid could pick corners from center. Um, he's got some. He's got some skill. You know, it's undeniable. He he gets to open ice. He can see the game really well. He's physical. He's a little bit undersized right now, but I mean, he could grow into it. Um, there's definitely pieces to his game where I think he could really grow to be a really strong player in the league. And, and maybe he's comparable to Jack Hughes in that way. But obviously right now it's looking like a little bit of a uh, of a risk. I do have a question for you, Jake. Okay. If you were to sign Tim Stutzel to just a one-year contract based on what he's worth right now, how much would you pay him? Five million. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought between the four to five million range. Yeah. Yeah, I would have said that too. Even if it was like a two, three-year deal, I would have said, yeah, around the $6 million mark. Mm-hmm. That would be a bridge deal for me that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But again, in Ottawa, that kind of throws a variable into it, right? It does. It, and I get that. You have to pay a little bit more for people to go there. But what I don't like is the logic of, oh, we're rebuilding. We have the extra money. We'll throw it around right now. I hate when GMs do that because I feel like it always comes back to bite them in the ass and they never think it will they always think they'll solve those cap issues when they need to but it's been proven a lot that that's a really tough thing to do you get some bad contracts it is tough to get rid of them and you sometimes have to sacrifice those last additional pieces you would need to build your team from a playoff contender into a cup contender is this not one of those contracts you could have front-loaded and like given them maybe 10 for the first couple years and, and dropped it down to six. No, don't they have... Um, or are there rules they have against like an, that now? Yeah, there's rules against that. Like, you can front load it, but then in the future, I think if you do a buyout or something, the money is still just averaged. It's... Yeah, it's, okay. it's a, there's rules about it. It's weird. Uh, okay, I just realized something. Uh, Tim Stutzel is going to be getting paid more than Brady Kachuk. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. crazy. I don't yeah. know how they... Like, how... Like, where was the bargaining? Like... You would think that they yeah, would look good at agent. Brady. Like, yeah, you think they would look at Brady, their captain, their leader, and how are they Brady like, shouldn't yeah. be the captain, though. Who do you think should be the captain? Thomas Shabbat. Stutzla. Mm. Yeah, Stutzla. <laughs> I mean, Stu- I think Stutzla's upside is higher than Brady Kachuk's, so I think that's what they're looking at. He's got the potential to be a better, a better offensive player than Brady Kachuk. Yeah. I mean, it is like Jake said. They don't have, like cap problems right now but later on when they're going to be competing for the cup this is where it could bite them in the ass yeah if he doesn't turn into the player they're expecting mm-hmm. so they're, they're gambling right yeah and also you got to remember they've had this guy for a couple of years now they've seen him you know maybe True. they've seen enough to know yeah this kid's on the right track and you know what he has improved and he's also um impressed 
You know, I think he they people may look back at his draft class and may go, yeah, you know, he is the best player out of the draft class because that's how he's being paid. All right. Well, I think that's enough enough Timmy talk. Um, another player who just signed a contract, Kirby Doc. That's who it was. He just signed a four-year deal with an average of 3.36 mil a year. I thought it was 3.3625. Okay, well, (laughs) all right. It rounds down, all right? It rounds down. That two rounds down. Yeah. um, It seems weird, right? Because, like, he's never played a game in Montreal. But but it is – I think it's a fair contract for him. He's got the upside. Like, he's got extremely high upside. He was a third overall pick. And he got paid a pretty a pretty good average over a four year span, which is probably something Ottawa should have looked at doing. But mm-hmm. I, I think this could work out to be a steal of a contract if if he can be the player that he's expected to be. It's weird though because Montreal is not a tra- like it's not a team that's on the rise right now, right? Well, they're a team like, that's about to be. Yeah, I mean, in theory, right? They're well, yeah. they're they're about to turn things around. I don't around, think but, they're getting worse than dead last in the NHL. But again, they could finish towards the bottom of the league again this year, which yeah. is where a lot of people are expecting them to. Well, they likely will. Would but be again, a good thing for them because they could get Bedard. Well, or another high end prospect, right? That's the idea. Is, yeah, they're going to be bad next year. They'll probably be pretty bad the year after that too. But that's what happens in a rebuild. You have to spend a couple years at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest here, like 3.3625 isn't that much for a team that's rebuilding. They've got a lot of cap space. Take a chance on a player that you just traded for. Sign him for a couple of years. Around the four-year mark of from now, for from four years, <laughs> from now until four years, they're not going to be making any runs or anything like that. So yeah. you test them out. When that's done, you see what you want to sign them to. Yeah, makes sense. And at the end of this, too, it's worth pointing out he's still an RFA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's big. Yeah. Mm. That, that makes a big difference. He does have arbitration rights, but still RFA yeah. nonetheless. So I, I think this is a really good contract. And I think, yeah, obviously, no, Stutzla is not going to sign for $3 million at any length of a contract. But I think this is more along the lines of what Ottawa should have been trying to look at is more of a bridge deal. Because, yes, it's one thing to gamble, but... If you lose that gamble, you lose that gamble big, right? There, there's no kind of not living up to $8 million a year. There's either you're doing it or you are missing the mark. And then you become a problem not only to your own career, because like you said, the fans will get on you. You're a problem to your own team because they can't trade you because no one wants your contract and they can't afford your contract, right? But th- this, I think Montreal... I've said this from the beginning. I think they're rebuilding the right way. They seem to be taking the right steps. I like their approach. I like this contract. It fits in very well, I think, with where that team is. I always forget how young he is. Like, he's the same age as Cole Caulfield. They're both. I didn't realize he was that yeah, young either, actually. They're yeah. both 21. They were, yeah. they were both the same draft year. Yeah, that's crazy. And Doc went third overall. And that's another thing that I think is very important that a lot of teams don't always realize is that when you're building a contender, you need a large group of your players to be hitting their primes at the same yeah. time, right? And they're setting themselves up for that. I think that's awesome. This isn't a risky contract. Like, this is, if it doesn't pan out, you can deal with it. Like, you don't need that cap space right now. Yeah. So you might as well take a risk on a player that was drafted third overall. There was obviously something there that made him go third overall. See if you can revive that in a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. Well, he's... He's a big guy too. He's 
He's a big, solid center. And finding that is is hard enough as it is. So yeah, he's mm. six foot four. Yeah, you got a six four center with with great stick skills. I mean, his biggest problem right now has been injuries. Like he broke his hand at the World Juniors, and he just never really recovered, and then got traded right away because Chicago's in a massive rebuild. Yeah. And they're just shipping everybody away. A massive rebuild, and you trade the third overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Chicago? <laughs> uh, Patrick Kane to Vancouver. <laughs> no. Yeah, recoup some of your losses. <laughs> oh, Jimmy VC has signed mm-hmm. a professional tryout with the New York Rangers. Oh, At a boy, Jimmy. He's going back to where he came from. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jimmy. I forgot about that. I'm proud of him. Wow. Way to go, Jimmy. We should really buy Jake a VC Rangers jersey. I don't think any exist. We should, <laughs> we should, we should, we, no, we should make a Preds jersey with VC on the back and then a question mark for the number. You know what? I'm going to take Jake's mustard yellow yawning Preds jersey into a customization shop and get them to put VC's name and number on the back. Oh, that'd, that'd be filthy. Might as well start checking the back of milk cartons because Marcus is about to go missing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, alrighty. We're gonna switch things up here, and we're gonna jump into a segment that we started a couple weeks ago. We skipped last week, but we're gonna be ranking the teams in the Metropolitan Division from lowest to the best. Yeah, you, you're listening, Alex. We're starting. Nobody with- <laughs> told me, and then everyone's just like, "Oh, fuck this guy. We're gonna do it a different way and make him look stupid." Well, no, we did it the normal way. You don't start <laughs> you by repeating. with the worst. Dude, when they do the NHL awards, do they tell you the winners, then the nominees? <laughs> no. No, but. No one does, ever. They, it's more everything interesting to know yeah. at the bottom than at the top. All right, Alex, it's your turn. Yeah, I was going to say. the winner is. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, on that note, uh, let's kick it off with the intern. <laughs> oh, you want me to start? Number yeah, eight. Yeah. Number eight. <laughs> Number four. Okay, yeah, you, let's start in the middle. Yeah. Where, where would you like me to start? From top? Start, please start, start with number eight. Yeah, start at eight, eight, and we're just going to bang these off quick. All yeah. right. Number eight, New York Islanders. Seven, Columbus. Six, New Jersey. Five, Pittsburgh. Four, Washington. Three, Philadelphia. Two, Rangers. One, Carolina. What the fuck? Put it what in the, the fuck, man? What? What do you mean? What the, the fuck? Fl- the Flyers. The Flyers are yes, Flyers. Okay, that that the dark that. horse team. Okay, your Flyers pick is worse than my Red Wings pick. I was gonna Ooh. say no, yeah. no, 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 no. But I was gonna say that does sound like a Tyler list. No. That was out of nowhere, yeah, dude. That's awful. New coach, good core, young goalie. John Tortorella in there. Yeah. So, so those, not out of the those, team. No, no, he's right. Those are the pieces of a good team. But none of those are in no. Philadelphia. They do have a new coach, but it's John Tortorella. <laughs> yeah. Also, you think that the Hurricanes got better over the summer and the Rangers got worse. I think the Hurricanes got way better over the summer. They got Brent Burns. They got Brent Burns. They got they, Max Pacioretty. Yeah, Pacioretty. Who's out for the first half of the season. And yeah, it was given still. to them for free. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't oh, yeah. sign anyone. And the Rangers though. lost Connor Bedard's favorite player, Tyler Mott. They Ooh, haven't technically no, yeah, yet. He's beca- got a point. Because they have not technically lost him because <laughs> he's unsigned. He is unsigned, which still baffles me. And yeah. This is one of the best players <laughs> in the fourth line in the NHL. I mean, how is this guy not signed? We yeah. could we could pick him up for a league men. I 
I don't think no, they, here's the thing. We don't have room least. anymore because they signed guys like Lazar. Like they, yeah. they've filled out their, their bottom line and their trade, their third line. Trade Dickinson. He gets over 1.5 mil, but quickly, I don't think Igor Shesterkin is going to have the same year that he did last year. And that's the only reason that the Rangers were so good. Oh, okay. That if you're banking on that, I, I see where yeah. you're coming from. I just heavily disagree with you. Nope. All right. All right since Jake. you disagree so much, we're going with Marcus nope. next. Okay. Uh, at the very top, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't tell you. <laughs> We're going the opposite way. Yeah. Uh, no, I think at the bottom, I have the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just ahead of them, I have the New Jersey Devils. Just ahead of that, I have the Philadelphia Flyers. Ahead of that, I have the Islanders. Then I have. Oh wait, shit! I, for... I forgot Pittsburgh. Oh wait, no. No, I have Pittsburgh where Pittsburgh is. Next is Pittsburgh. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. Then I, have, then I have the... I don't think I skipped anyone. No, then just the Hurricanes and then the Rangers. The what top. about the Washington, Washington Capitals? Capitals? Oh, yeah. They're uh, uh, just above Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> so who's okay. making the playoffs? Okay, so, your, uh, so we're just going to recap that list real quick. We had Columbus at the bottom. Yes. And then we had I, the I think New Jersey Devils. And then the Islanders, yes. or, and then the Flyers, yeah, and then Pittsburgh, Washington, Carolina Rangers, yes, okay. <laughs> it's a good list. It's, it's a great not. list. Yes, it is. I have a feeling it's exactly the same as Tyler's though, because he just read it off. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> do you want to hear mine? No, no, we do. J- Let's leave this chaotic <laughs> piece for last. All right. Um, I I don't know why I thought that this was going to be unanimous amongst all of us, but I have Philly at the very bottom of the division. What? I, oh, my God. Yeah, dude. No. Philly is terrible. They're not that bad. They, I think they're definitely, if they don't finish last, they're finishing in the bottom two for sure. Um, in seventh, I have the New York Islanders. I just don't think they've done enough to get better. Um, just above them, I have the Washington Capitals. Um, I just I don't think Darcy Kemper wow. is going to be a very good goalie for them, and I, I think that team's kind of slowly decaying. Um, above that, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins. Same reasons. I think the team's decaying. It's getting older. It's not getting any better. Um, in the wild card spot, I have the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, oh, in, yeah. yeah. In the third spot, I have the New Jersey Devils. Wow. What? I think you you I have think, them making a major leap no. this year. I think this is the year that they make the playoffs. Uh, and then in two, I have Carolina. And in one, I have the Rangers. All right. Yeah, well, you got yeah. one and two right. Aside yeah. from that. I, 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 look, here's the thing. Really. Let, me, let, me, <laughs> let, let me defend the, the Devils for a minute here. Okay. I think that they have to make a jump at some point. Like, they have been either terrible or just outside the playoffs for like a decade. They have to make it at some point, right? And and they've got some really good pieces. I think this is the year that they finally turn turn the page. The only thing that scares me about them is their goaltending. Yeah, yeah I don't trust right Blackwood. Now. I think it's yeah, v- Black- Vitek Vanacek is Van- the starter. Vanacek and Blackwood. Yeah, I don't yeah trust that's them. a rough pairing. I don't know. I think Vitek Vanacek's better than we give him credit for. Um, and Blackwood is either a fantastic goalie or, or a terrible, terrible goalie. Yeah. And, you know, I am I guess I'm just betting on the fact that I think he's going to be better this season. Okay. Depending on who's the starter. But I think it's probably going to be Vanacek. Yeah. All right. 
That leaves us with one list left. Also, they signed Andre Pilat, who I think is like a perennial oh, great him. depth piece that's going to help push them forward. I think yeah, this is yeah, the year. Okay. They have to eventually get better, and I think this is the year they do it. I hear your reasoning. I, I, I disagree, but I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. Like, I would not be shocked if it happened. Yeah. But, but to be honest, like, the, the thing on my list that I thought maybe you guys were going to come at me for most is I have both Washington and Pittsburgh missing the playoffs. Well, not just missing the playoffs. You had them, like, what... Right at the bottom? No, I have five, five and six. Yeah, well, I got Pittsburgh's a hundred. What? I said Pittsburgh's average age is a hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're old. Yeah, they're, yeah, I don't know. And then I think Columbus is gonna is gonna sneak in. <clears throat> I agree. I like him. I I had Columbus way closer to the bottom, and I thought you guys would jump on me for that because I know they had a big off season. I was gonna say something about that. I just, I don't know. I don't see it meshing. I don't know why. I just maybe it's just because I can't picture some of these guys in Columbus jerseys, but. To be honest, I just I see it like bringing in too many individuals, and they don't. It, it it's not going to mesh into a team. Yeah, no, you you're just forgetting that they have Wernski and Line. Uh, anyway, why don't we? I, uh, <laughs> I think the middle of the metro is going to be like very close. Oh yeah, it's going to be very competitive. Yeah. You've got two at the top that are obviously Carolina and, yes. and the Rangers. Yeah. They're, they're going to be fine. They're going to make the playoffs. Have no problem. And then yeah, from like three to eight, it's competitive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, without further ado, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for, the reason you tuned into this episode, to hear the absolute chaos and carnage that is the list of the one and the only Twisted Tyler. Let's hear it. I agree with Jake on the fact that the Flyers should be number eight. Thank They're God. Finally. Bad. They are that bad. I just searched up their lineup. Looking pretty good. Terrible. All right. We got the Penguins at seven. The Islanders at six. The New Jersey Devils at five. The Washington Capitals at four. The Carolina Hurricanes at three. Three? The Columbus Blue Jackets at two. Oh, and the New York oh, Rangers man. at one. Wow. That's hey, pretty... Col- Columbus is a scary team in the sense that everyone's just going to underestimate them. Mm. And nobody cares about media or anything. They're, they're just going to go out there and play hockey. Like, they could string together a yeah. bunch of wins. Corpus Salo... And Merzlikens are not bad goalies. No, they're no, good yeah. goalies. They, they sure. could steal some games here and there. And, and I see them just going on a tear and just loving life Yeah, in well, Columbus. Eunice Corposalo, though, he has been hot and cold. But when he's hot, he's a great goalie. Mm, yeah. yeah. It just their their depth gives me a little, a little cause for concern. And the fact that their captain is the one and only. <laughs> Boone, Boone Jenner! <laughs> captain Boone. Captain Boone. <laughs> Love that guy. The captain of the pirate ship. <laughs> Probably a top 10 all-time player I think in the you're NHL. crazy having Carolina at three. Well, Carolina's my pick to win like uh, the President's Trophy. Well, then you need another pick, my friend. <laughs> no. <laughs> no they can't even beat Columbus. Yeah. No, you guys are crazy. I do think Columbus is going to have a good season, a lot better than people are giving them the respect for, but they're not getting in the top two of that division. I don't want to say who I think is going to win the President's Trophy because I don't want to give my lists for later. That's the only hint I'll give is they're in the West, but mm-hmm. I, I think a different team has a easier path to the President's Trophy. San Jose Sharks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they're going to have such an easier time getting to the, getting the President's Trophy. Of course. Yeah. They're going to have such an easier time getting to the President's Trophy. Can you name, like, five players on that team right now? On the San Jose Sharks? Yes. How much time do we have? <laughs> I can name probably, I can probably name five players that left in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Dolan, yeah. Brent Burns, James Reimer? Is he still there? 
I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, no. It's time for them to have a rebuild. It is definitely time for them to rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing a very good job, though. Jesus they, yeah. Christ. You're not doing a very good job over there, buddy. Honestly, how much time do you think this is going to take? I think it'll take all the time he needs, I think. <laughs> how much time can I get? <laughs> all right. I, <laughs> speaking, speaking of, of the, the time. time. Oh, that's right. I'm not good at You got to make eye contact with me or something. I did like 30 yeah, seconds was, ago. I didn't cool. see it. I didn't see it. Anyway, on the video, they've seen it. Okay. Well, that means it's time for, for Tyler's surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, this, I don't have my, my book in front of me, so this is going to be a little little tougher. Off, off the cuff book. headline. Like a little book of headlines? <laughs> He's got a notebook. Yep. <laughs> Florida man. Yeah, no surprise. Arrested for beating his girlfriend. Tyler, <laughs> what are you laughing? You can't <laughs> laugh yet. You monster. <laughs> <laughs> With fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Dude, the headline's funny, but your delivery was way funnier. <laughs> oh man, I almost couldn't get that out. You had like a 40 second break yeah. between beats his wife <laughs> and with fried chicken and the whole interim was just you laughing. <laughs> That's so bad. Some great build up, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he got arrested for beating his girlfriend with fried chicken. <laughs> there, there's really nothing else you can say about well, it. It's, it's okay. exactly what you would think. Well, but like, did he throw them at her? Yeah. No, no, he, no, did, no, no. He, he took like a drumstick. He has a drumstick or a leg. No, that's, that's two different. It was a drumstick. No, drumsticks and legs are the same thing. You think of wings or wings? No, it was man. a drumstick. Oh, that, that <laughs> you can't beat someone with a chicken wing. Uh, yeah, can like you? the big ones. Man, that's you, a leg. Are you taking the whole <laughs> yeah, chicken? I said a leg. He said that was the wrong thing. No, the. The th there, well, there's the thighs, the breast, the wings, the, the drumsticks. I understand the anatomy of a chicken, but you, <laughs> his point is a leg would be easier to beat someone with. God, this is a weird headline. <laughs> okay, well, because it's, it's bigger. You'd have more of a space to like grip the chicken and more like surface area to hit your victim with. Yeah, but again, it's still so small. <laughs> like, what's the point? Well, it's better than a wing. Yeah, I guess. It's better than a bat. You know what would work is a frozen chicken breast in a sock. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boom! Well, he's went to prison, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, speaking of chickens, so I was I was just up in Williams Lake, oh, yeah. and in my <clears throat> uncle and auntie's backyard, the neighbors have some chickens, and they ran into the yard. So I was like, oh, to my cousins, I was like, oh, I'll pay you five bucks if you can catch a chicken. I was like, this is going to be hilarious. So I'm watching... As they they go and run down the stairs to go grab these chickens. Yeah. The chickens don't even run away. They just stood there. <laughs> and so they just walked up and picked up the chicken. I'm like, wow, that was the worst, worst bet I've yeah. ever made in my life. It wasn't even entertaining. Yeah. That's I, I cut the head off a chicken once. Oh, my God. A live one? Serial killer. Uh, 
Well, it was alive and then it was dead. So okay. Oh, it was alive so when you, you like murdered a chicken. Yeah, but saying I murdered it doesn't really do the story justice. Well, you did. You tortured it too. Yeah. What? No. Well, oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Well, no. It was I, okay. Well, we 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 put it out of its misery. Put it that way. Oh, was it in pain? Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, it, it got out of the chicken coop, and uh, and it couldn't get back in. It was a free chicken so, because so you killed it. Off. And Jake said, "No, no, 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> not out here. You try and run from me. I don't think so. No, yeah. So uh, it, I think it had basically nearly frozen to death. Um, and oh, it wasn't coming oh, back. It was in so. the winter. Yeah. So, oh, I see, I see. So, so it was did, just... So the chicken breasts were frozen and ready to go. Yeah, we had the socks on standby. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Put it right in the oven after? No, it was uh, it was a sad day. We had a funeral. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. That's, that's great. I'm still not over the delivery of this headline, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Florida man beats his wife. Pause for a 10-minute laugh break. <laughs> With fried chicken. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I think that's that's all we have time for today. So uh, yeah. if you guys do want to reach us, you can for serious <laughs> inquiries. <laughs> you can do that if you want. You yeah. can. For serious inquiries, you can reach us at our email at vancouverboyspodcast at gmail.com. Hey, nice. Yeah. Most of our socials like Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, or TikTok at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. Yeah, that's a wrap for us. It's fun having all four of us here. It is. It it's is definitely time. fun. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Let's ride. (laughs) (laughs) What an awful (laughs) sign off. That's sick. (laughs) Something else.